Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cosmic Matrix podcast with your hosts, myself, Laura Matsu, and Bernhard Gunther. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about from darkness to light and how to evolve consciousness during challenging times. So clearly, this is a really challenging time, to say the least, for many. And we're going to really focus on, you know, talking about what we see in the world today and as well as giving you like some strategies on how to deal with the energies of this current time. Um, because we do have an immense amount of darkness on this planet. It's undeniable. So anyone, you know, I was thinking like all the light workers, like who would talk about like, oh, there's only love in this world and like deny duality. I wonder what they're saying now. Um, so this is what we're dealing with. And this is why it's really important. We do shadow work and trauma work. Like it's, it's completely necessary right now as well, um, which is also something we're going to get into in our upcoming course, which is happening this weekend. We're doing our first call. So by the time this podcast is released, if you've listened before April um, 11th, you'll still have time to sign up. But, you know, just generally, uh, we're just going to be discussing this current energies around the coronavirus and lockdown, social distancing, self-isolation, and also the planetary energies that are involved here, because we have two main planets that have really been, um, are kind of behind these big changes, and they're Pluto and Saturn, and these are very karmic planets. So we're going to be getting into um, kind of the more global collective energies, and it's not all bad by the way, as well. Even though it looks dark right now, we are experiencing a rebirth. And for anyone, I mean, I haven't given birth, but for anyone who has given birth, it's very messy. So that's kind of what we're dealing with right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also like, yeah, just as Laura said, we want to just talk about the different energies in light of the evolution of consciousness and how to deal with these intense energies, this friction between dark and light and what's happening on the planet on multidimensional levels, literally. And we don't want to get too much into this quote-unquote story or the theories that are out there because everybody is obsessed with it right now. And I even had to take a break from what the you know, source is, what is really happening, what is not happening, are we being lied to, what is the true story, what is the uh, you know truth mixed with lies and everything in between. Because there are many, many different, uh, you know, the, the story keeps changing and more information is coming up, up and most of us, the whole world is glued onto the internet also due to self-isolation. So the whole focus on this virus and social media and people trying to make sense of it that, you know, results in a lot of fighting, projections, triggers, people arguing and whatnot about these various theories, right? And, you know, it's it's really hard to see the whole picture because many of these um, stories that are out there, they confirm each other, some completely contradict each other. And it also really depends on what level you're looking at it from, because you can look at it, you know, from the basic mainstream level or being told by the media, by the government. And that obviously needs to be questions uh, for a question for obvious reasons. And I think more and more people are starting to question that actually, that's, that's a good thing. Um, then there's the question about, you know, the virus itself. Is it real? Is it not real? Is, is it actually a virus? Is it a bioweapon, engineered virus? Um, or is the disease created differently? There are many other theories floating around right now. And doctors have spoken out about it as well. Something fishy seems to be happening there that doesn't really 
relate to the official uh, version of the coronavirus and COVID-19. Uh, and then you can look at it from the on the 3D conspiracy level, right? Which obviously also requires a lot of discernment uh, that ties into is 5G involved? Is Does that tie into the coronavirus or just lowest immune system? Um, you know, that ties into also what Tom Montag and I talked about in the last podcast about Q and QAnon. Is it done for our quote-unquote better good? And are there, is there an internal fight between the deep state and the Trump administration? All of that. And, you know, there, all of that could be true to varying degrees. Uh, but again, like some people are more focused on this and, uh, and miss other issues. Or you can look at also at it from the hyperdimensional 4D perspective, the occult perspective, the hyperdimensional matrix or the forces that operate, um, you know, through, uh, they actually act through humans, through us. And I'm not only talking about the cold hostile forces, but as Laura mentioned, there are bigger universal forces. This is literally a, uh, a war on consciousness, a spiritual warfare happening. The archetypal battle between dark and light, and it's working through us and in, in, on many, many levels. And then you can look at it at the level of the psyche and uh, the collective and personal shadow. Right, that's what's coming up. A lot of our stuff is coming up, as Laura mentioned as well. Our wounds and traumas, our fears are being triggered, and then we project it on each other and another. And uh, you know, our whole uh, mortality has been put into questions. There's the death anxiety, the uh, the fear of of the unknown, and all of that, and how long it's going to take uh, be, and and if will there ever be a quote unquote normal, and what does normal mean anyway? And then you can look it up from the so-called absolute level of the divine and the evolution of consciousness, right? The divine plan and will and your unique soul lesson and karma in the midst of it, right? And which <clears throat> you who you quote-unquote think you are not, will never understand. The mind, that's what it comes down to. The mind can never fully grasp what is actually happening right now. And many of us, we get into this idea of trying to think our way through it we try to look for information that also confirms our bias what we want to see happening so we all have our bias right we have all confirmation bias to, to varying degrees and we look for security outside ourselves to find that information that makes us more feel at ease but there's something bigger happening even from the paradoxical view of the divine because everything is one and something else is happening and it may look very dark right now but as laura just mentioned it's also just like a transformation a birth and as any mother can attest a birth is at first also very painful but also beautiful so you know then there's a doom gloom scenario of where it may lead to but maybe something else is happening as well we are not aware of so we cannot answer the question, these questions to the mind alone. So in this podcast, we also don't want to get into these individual theories, so to speak. Yeah, and I don't even like, I mean, as far as like a war, I, I, I hesitate to use that word personally, even though it is a war, just because that's also what they're programming us with as well. So, you know, this word war on the virus, war on the virus, like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, you know, like, they're, they're literally trying to, and yeah, we have to be warriors, but also to, un, like, 
I feel personally, I mean, obviously this is my own personal belief that there's a real rebalancing happening energetically and this is going to change the world forever and it's going to be very difficult for people who want their lives to stay exact same and who think their small ego is in control here and this is really this Plutonian force of destruction happening as well Um, and for many people, they've never questioned any element of their lives, they just go to the grocery store and go to the gas station and go to their job and live their and watch tv or go on the internet when they go home and they live their lives in this mechanical kind of slumber and this is forcing everyone to wake up so i see it as a positive thing in that sense and i remember reading this quote in one of my yoga um manuals uh i forget the person it's um the kundalini tantra book and it's about uh and he says darkness is not the absence of light but it's the origin so and this is known that over history when that things need to get extremely dark before the light gets anchored globally and so that's what we're kind of heading into i feel is like the depths of the kali yuga i mean it was dark before when anyone had the eyes to see but now it's going to be getting more obvious and everything has to be unearthed and revealed and we're all basically i mean it was interesting i shared on the forum how uh, not myself, but also a few other people I know, we've had dreams about this before it came. And what I saw, um, I had a dream where <laughs> Gabor Mate, even, that was just the form this this person took. Um, but Gabor Mate was explaining to me how uh, there's this grid of like a dark grid that's trying to, it's almost like that mask that that Batman guy wears, you know, the, who's like, what, you Maybe know. Maybe in or? No, not, uh, yeah, something like that. Like almost like it's just this grid that's trying to lock down the earth. It was like a collective trauma installment oh, the, program. Oh, from the movie The Dark Knight, the other Yeah, guy. The Dark Knight, the yeah, guy yeah, who yeah, wears yeah. that mask. That's what that's it looked yeah. like. And it was locking down on the entire earth. And the reason it was doing that is because um, it wants to get people traumatized so their soul exits the body and then they become perfect portals for like the transhumanism agenda or whatever you know inorganic agenda wants to implant itself so interestingly i had this dream like six months or eight months ago and i thought it was just related to the trauma that i already saw in the world where like people are like sleepwalking and not even conscious or awake but this is a larger thing and what's happening now is I mean, global big T trauma is a quote unquote natural disaster. So this is affecting people and even people. I mean, there's been studies proven that people who were locked on the news during September 11th also got traumatized. So what we see is the global citizens being locked on the news. And even if they're not um, infected in their own lives by any sort of illness or any sort of loss of job or whatever, they're being traumatized by the news cycle who's literally pushing out this propaganda of fear and doom and gloom. And like that's there. It's actually the news agents who are traumatizing people. So that's what we're kind of dealing with right now is like a collective trauma installment on the earth. And, 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 and I know from personal experience that if we can heal It's like Peter Levine's quote, like trauma is hell on earth, but trauma resolved is a gift from the gods. Because if you can really heal from trauma, you develop like you almost become invincible because you develop you develop a relationship with the part of yourself that's untouchable. And so that's the opportunity we have. And then there's also I mean, we're going to go into this later in the podcast 
But there's also this Uranus and Taurus energy. And Uranus is like a lightning bolt. It's like sudden sudden shifts coming out of the blue. And then Taurus is like security, earth-based and whatnot. And you don't get any more Uranus and Taurus and all of a sudden everyone has to stay home because Tauruses are like, love the home. I mean, the second house is all about the home. They also like to hoard. Yeah, exactly. And then everyone all of a sudden has to become a prepper. Like uh, someone I know who is uh, the, who is like, has been living in an eco village for the past 20 years. Like she's, she's been preparing for this her whole life, you know? So it would do us well to study Taurus energy right now because um, you know, what I see happening is a very futuristic spin on these Taurus values. Like we need to bring back more of these Taurus values into our lives and it's happening suddenly. So this is the positive kind of direction we're going into. So, yeah, exactly. I also want to mention, that's the thing, like we, we touched upon this in our uh, previous uh, podcast, the one uh, before Tom Montag, we talked about fear and the fear frequency and how this whole ties into the death anxiety and the corona fear virus and the fear it creates more anxiety you know it opens basically the gateway for the trauma installment program that's happening and the media is doing its part as you just mentioned for example and you know we don't have a tv you don't watch mainstream media whatsoever and i also took a break from any media over the past you know couple of weeks and just even just you know, just kept my eye on it, but didn't get engaged heavily, so to speak, even alternative media, right? Because it's just, it's such a mindfuck out there at some point. Um, and it's so externalized and the mind is, is getting caught in hope or fear projected into the future. But what we both have noticed, I was just checking mainstream news the way I check it just on YouTube, what the mainstream news channel uh, talk about. And it was the most insane, blatant fear mongering like in LA, yeah. they expect there will be over the next few days at least four or five thousand deaths yeah. and all of that. And even the the mayor of LA came out stating that snitchers uh, are going to be rewarded. A snitcher meaning somebody who calls the cops on others who's standing out of line, basically, who is violating self-isolation or social distancing. Or I think in his case was like businesses that uh, – non-essential businesses that are still open and he literally said that he will reward people who snitch on others that's insane that's so irresponsible just from a basic leadership perspective to say something because that's like as close as you can get to nazi gestapo uh, behaviors because that's what we've also noticed over the past few weeks and uh, we have talked about it on the forum and, and also on Facebook. We see that a lot how people start to police each other. Mm. And that's the most disturbing part, right? Because um, that's how shaming they- and guilting for not falling in line out of their own fear projected. If you don't social distance, if you go out, oh my God, I'm going to call the cops on you. And that's literally happening to extreme measures right now. Yeah, because that's also when things feel out of control. A really common mechanism is, and we are, not, and I think what we're realizing, and many people are going to be waking up to either consciously or unconsciously, that your small ego self, you're not in control here. You know, the shamans talk about the forces of nature, these elemental forces, which are constantly working. And those are the larger forces. We can ally with these forces. We can understand how they work in our own lives, but we don't get to control the force of water or disease or whatever. Like that's beyond our control. And so when we realize that, you know, on a somatic level, which is pretty much we're all being forced to, it's not just a theory. We're all being forced to stay home and also 
you know, being faced with the threat of this so-called virus. And I'm saying so-called because right now, like, I believe personally that there is a virus, but I also believe they're hyping it up. And I also believe that there's a larger agenda behind it because, I mean, there's, I don't want to get into that now, but basically when we can't control what's going on in our lives, um, what we first try to do is control the outside. So mm-hmm. that's like toilet paper <laughs> or or food. You know, we we start to focus on what we can control, which is in the in a sense like it has an intelligence to it. Like we should we should be focusing on what we can control. You know, and what we can control rather than just stocking up on food and you know is making sure our lives are secure is we can control what we pay attention to. And that's when, and we can control how we spend our time and energy. And we can, to some extent, we can train the mind to learn how to focus on certain things. Like I think right now we're in a, I mean, we've always, we've been in this war for a while, but it's a, it's an intention economy, you know? So, and more, more and more so we're going to have things that are trying to pull our attention into fear. So we need to be like warriors with our attention and notice how what we're reading affects our body and our mind on our state of consciousness and really try and align with things that bring us inspiration and joy and love and, um, you know, all these positive emotions, because what we have is here an imbalance of darkness right now. And usually, you know, when, when I, and it has to be also embodied, you know, uh, it has to be embodied light. So rather than just saying positive mantras in our head, you know, really working with spiritual techniques to clear out the energy and clear out the fear that's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go more into that and also, you know, give some suggestions of how to kind of do this consciously without falling into spiritual bypassing, right? Or just forcefully being in a joyful state. I want to touch upon what you just said that uh, need to, the egos need to control, to stay in control. And as Adyashanti said, at a certain level, when you're on this path towards awakening and deeply involved, you realize you realize the illusion of control your ego is trying to cling to, right? Um, but what is also happening with all, happening with whole information out there, this information warfare that's happening, not only mainstream but also alternative media and people attacking each other, arguing and shadow projecting on each other on social media, is also everybody has their own need to control the other person's information. Like uh, out of their own insecurity, they want other people to agree with them or see a certain way because they need to face their own fear of not knowing of or of having no control. So we also have to understand that we all are, uh, you know, quote unquote, guilty of that, so to speak, because we are all subjective. Nobody knows the object. Nobody has the eyes of the divine to see the whole truth, what's really happening and for what reason and why and what, what the end result will be, so to speak. But we all are organizing reality around our belief systems for, you know, for better or worse. So we always have our bias and we always look for, have our confirmation bias on some level. And we look, we then also then try to convince others or debate with others uh, trying to convince them about our own view not only like yeah there may be some sincerity to like really understand truth and really be you know uh trying to help others and whatnot but most often it comes unconsciously as a way to try to control other people to make yourself feel at ease do you know what i'm getting Mm -hmm. 
trying, trying to get at? Yeah, it's almost like a pathological form of like, because we're always looking for our tribe and looking for a sense of belonging, you know, and it's almost like we try to do that through the same authoritarian measures that we're controlled by. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, cause we want to, we want to find people who we resonate, who like, you know, have similar beliefs as us. That's how we in hunter gatherer times found our tribe. That's actually how we found safety mm. is when we found people who had like similar, you know, ways of hunting or whatever back then. And now I think that we're trying to do that through these same kind of like control matrix control systems that oppresses us yeah. in a sense. Yeah. And that's also what we were taught by our parents as well, because our parents like for the most part were putting their belief systems on us rather than letting us them arise organically, you know? So, so that's what we have to recognize that we are organizing reality around our different belief system. And the belief system is just that it's mostly through the mind. It's a partial view, right? So we all have, everybody has a partial view. Nobody knows the whole picture, so to speak, unless you are an embodied enlightened avatar <laughs> you know, embodying the supermental consciousness who can see past, future, present all at once. Um, but it really ties into like also, maybe we can talk about that as well, how to deal with these energies. We've mentioned that before, especially on the forum, we talked about it, the ability to hold the tension between opposites, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what's really happening. We're trying to grasp either the mind grasp to hope or fear. There's a doom and gloom and fear, and then there's the hope, Mm -hmm. You know, and both can be exaggerated, both can be, both is a mind trap, so to speak, both actually creates suffering and anxiety to a degree, right? Because you are projecting into the future of what you think, hope, or assume will happen. Yeah, because it's very, it takes a high, I mean, resting the attention of opposites also means resting in the unknown. And that's where we are. Like, all we know is that we don't know how this is going to play out. We're seeing pieces of it bit by bit, but we're in, we're in kind of like the Bardos, like the in-between realm before lifetime. Mm. So I think that that's kind of, and that's terrifying for people. And also just to acknowledge, you know, that Rather than denying that there's fear, acknowledge the fear and work with it and use it to reveal things that you may have been avoiding. Like if you're scared of the people that you love dying, like what does that show you about your relationships with them? And how can you, how can you like live, um, how can you live more consciously valuing the relationships in your life? Because it's not just during times of this you know, pandemic that we could lose people we love that could happen at any moment. So, you know, death is the, it's funny, like from a Buddhist perspective, death is one of the greatest things to meditate on. And yet when it comes down to it, when really meditating on death, um, every single aspect of all our relationships would have to change. We would have to call maybe our parents more often or, you know, apologize to that person who we're holding a grudge against. Like that's really, if we really contemplate on death, which I think is an opportunity for all of us right now, because everyone's facing the potential of death, then it can really wake us up and make us live lives that are more true to our, you know, our soul's needs basically. Yeah. Because there's some, there's so much contradiction You know, on some level, like, okay, the mind gets into doom and gloom and this totalitarian new world order, fascist takeover, mandatory vaccinations, loss of freedom and all of that. There's mm -hmm. that. And you have the other extreme with um, Trump being held as a savior, QAnon, and everything is just under lockdown. So all the mass arrests will happen. The cabal is being taken out and down. We'll be showered with, um, uh, you know, uh, 
free energy and all these predictions that are out there, universal income, which is a can be a trap in itself, and other things Tom Montag and I talked about. And again, I'm not throwing out the bay with the bathwater when it comes to Q thing. I think there's we can talk about it later. Maybe there's some truth to it, but it has become so exaggerated to the in these two opposites, right? The complete fear of uh, totalitarian control and then the savior projections. When both is quote unquote happening at the same time, I mean, look even at your own lives when you had like went through a deep struggle, suffering, and your life was maybe falling apart because of a relationship breakup, loss of job, financial hardship. In the moment, it's terrifying, it's painful, there's a lot of suffering. But if you really like can consciously work through it and understand also that life happens not to you, but also for you and their deeper soul lessons or, and, and karmic lessons, and you can learn from that, which you now experience on a collective level, it actually brings you to something better. Mm. So right now, like we can go back to the birth analogy, yeah, the Kali Yuga, this, this darkness is all coming up, triggered through this virus scare, all what has been suppressed, all the unconscious, the mud is rising up in the collective and in our personally. So this is a fertile ground yeah. for shadow work, right? Yeah. And really helps us this this alchemical archetypal alchemical transmutation for the phoenix to rise of the ashes to something much higher yeah something more uh you know what you mentioned before something that is more in line with with nature with the earth Mm -hmm. and the natural cycles the natural law and all of that but you know the old needs to die before the new can manifest so to speak Yeah. And it's also going to be both, you know, we're going to see, I think we're going to see an increase of like surveillance and all sorts of, you know, AI and like just being implemented into our lives. But we're also going to see positive things like, can I get into the Uranus and Taurus parts? So what's happening too is, you know, what I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, this is Uranus and Taurus energy. And it would do people really well to study Taurus energy right now if they want to think about the positive um, kind of shifts that are happening. Because we are moving, we we just slowed everything way down. And that's very Taurus. We suddenly slowed everything way down, which is very Uranus and Taurus. So, you know, um, I have some suggestions on how to work with these energies. First of all, it's really bringing us back into right relationship with the land we live on, meaning in honor of plants, animals, insects, and nature spirits, the elements, and treating them like living things that they are. This means like always asking permission to the land before we destroy it and giving thanks to the earth, showing complete respect for it and our interrelationship with the natural world is really important. Also, Uh, permaculture and learning how to live, you know, permaculture is a great example of this because instead of destroying the land with agriculture, with permaculture, with permaculture, we're learning how to work with the land that we're already on. And uh, in Tibetan, in Tibetan, the Tibetan Bon religion, which is very similar to many shamanic traditions, um, they always ask permission from the nature spirits before they do anything. And in in America, they haven't done that. So in a way, this could also be an expression of the nature spirits who are very angry with us. And we don't respect, I mean, obviously this is kind of a long game that we're playing, but I really feel that we need to start honoring the land that we're on 
just as individuals, you know, so if you're going to cut down a tree because it's like blocking your view of something, you know, really developing a relationship with the unseen world as well. And that's how we develop relationship with the positive uh, benevolent nature spirits as well. So, you know, just as much as there's dark forces who are uh, wanting to derail us on the path, there's also assisting forces, but the assisting forces really respect free will and they're not going to help us unless we request. So I'm, I think for people who at least who listen to this podcast to think about how you can get more in contact with these elemental forces of nature. So, and then some practical levels. So, you know, learning how to grow your own food. And I also see this happening in with a technological spin. So, you know, like aquaponics, hydroponics, indoor growing, since most of us don't have land. And for anyone who's been a farmer, in order to actually grow your own food, it takes, you need a lot of land and a lot of time. So we're going to thinking, like I'm thinking more like Aquarian spins on growing food is going to get really popular. I mean, you already see that because I tried to order seeds the other day and and there's a whole backlog. So people are already going that direction. And also supporting small businesses, you know, like the more, the smaller, the better, because, you know, we're moving into this era where they're trying to get like Amazon and all these big chains to take over. And that's how the kind of new world order is going to play out. But we can counteract that by really focusing on more like cottage businesses, like people who really specialize in a certain thing and going straight to the source and cutting out the middlemen. You know, um, so that's another way to think. Um, Also having a better relationship with technology in general. Like right now, like we're basically just using technology to check out and as entertainment and we can use technology in a positive way. And, you know, using aquaponics and hydroponics to grow your own food is one way. And also for learning as well. I really feel, um, you know, uh, using more under like it's interesting how all these yoga studios and all these people who do this kind of like physical mind body work is all moving online now. And I think that that's the direction we're going to, because I mean, we're just going to have to see what happens, but a lot of businesses in person businesses are going to be annihilated. But for Tauruses, like the body health is extremely important. So this mind body education happening online, I think is really going to thrive. Um, And so, and also natural healing, natural medicines, the more earth-based, the better. How do we counteract all this, like, you know, Bill Gates and his vaccines and whatnot is by really just veering off into the other direction and really learning herbology and how natural medicines can be used, not even on a a physical level, but on a psychic level. And, you know, like this box flower remedies and thinking in ways like that, because most Tauruses I know are... Not all of them, but a lot of like hardcore tourists, I know, are really, they understand herbs and they, you can, they can go for a walk with you and show you like which herbs you can make into tinctures. And that's the way that we need to be thinking is like really natural medicines and um, basically also way more do it yourself in general and becoming more self-sufficient and stable. So anything that you bought pre-packaged and pre-made and anything that broke, try and fix it and try and make stuff yourself. So, you know, the other day, remember we buy the granola, this paleo granola, like making your own stuff and buying in bulk and, and just thinking in these ways and really learning how to provide for yourself and not be so dependent on the matrix. Like, yes, we need, we need the matrix to some extent, but once we're put under the right conditions, we would be surprised on how well we can actually do things ourselves when we start to learn how. 
So I think that that's more the direction. And that's the kind of the positive way. And I'm sure many people who are listening have already been living like this, but really to, to start to think more like that in general. Yeah, especially like what you just mentioned also in terms of health, because that's what a lot of people are afraid of, the virus and fear of death and health. And that's, we need to think beyond physical health right now. You know, because people talk about the healthcare system, they want free healthcare and all of this socialized healthcare. And I always said, you know, that's my person. I don't want even this healthcare for free because it is not healthcare. It is disease care. Mm. If this, if the government and all these major institutions in that moment of the virus will be truly for health, they give everybody like uh, in the uh, vitamin C injections, zinc, like these natural ways supplements known to help on varying degrees, right? More importantly, we need to focus definitely on psychological, emotional, somatic, spiritual health, because yeah. that affects the immune system as well. And that also, I feel it's going to rise more in this coming days because people don't start to work on themselves and really go deep inside until they suffer. Mm. And now collectively people are suffering and it's a reality check. You can get more into fear, project outside, blame the outside world, but at some time, at some point you have to look into the mirror to because you have no control of the outside world, but you have to control how you respond to it, how you deal with these energies. So you mm. need to look within and this is an opportunity to arrive, to deal with what's coming up without projecting it externally. That's the, that's why I said it, we both said it before, this is the perfect opportunity for shadow work because what's happening, so much projections out there into the world, onto each other, uh, shadow projections, negative or positive, externalizing. And we need to get out of the age of the victim. Haven't we talked about this before, the age of the victim? Or you, you posted something about it on Facebook, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. And we have been in this... Uh, Piscean. Piscean age of like the victim, like everything's being done to us, the martyr and all of that. And we need to empower ourselves that taking the self-responsibility in a positive sense, Not it's not about victim shaming and, and, and falling this new age distortion of it, but empowering ourselves. Becoming right? creators. Being creators, exactly. And, yeah. and even what you mentioned with these Taurus energies, it's not about when you say self-sufficient, becoming independent, isolated, but creating interdependence. And mm -hmm. we have even noticed that the last time we did with the group call uh, for the forum, the Zoom call we had together, some people also mentioned like, hey, it has actually brought us, uh, created a certain community, it brought us together with other people. So it's like the contradiction, right? Mm -hmm. People start to be more afraid of each other. There's the Agent Smith syndrome, right? Which um, we have, people are familiar with that, which how the matrix works through others and people police each other. But there's something else happening as well, like little pockets of light are forming and supporting and helping each other in an interdependent way and understanding that, you know, something bigger is happening, which we need to um, start uh, engaging and manifesting and co-creating with. But the basis, the foundation for that is also our inner life, right? Yeah. Our inner health. That's why we need to come in alignment working through our, our this opportunity to work through our wounds, traumas, shadow aspects, to really then have this conscious connection to essence, to the psychic being, to the divine, and the divine forces, which are here to help us and to assist us. Mm -hmm. And we can create from fear and create more fear, or we can create from love and create more love is 
cliche as it sounds, like now is the time more than anything is to find things that we love doing and find what we're passionate about and what inspires us and consciously choosing to do those things most of the day rather than like, and I, and I check on the news and I check up on it, but I limit it to because I can, I noticed in the beginning how I was locked into a fear. I was locked into trauma, like checking the news. I mean, first of all, the news already sounds like it's being written by a teenager who hates <laughs> <laughs> who hates who hates Mr. Orange Man. So it's hard to it's hard to, you know, trust the source when they have a clear bias. And I'm speaking from this from a former journalist and you can see the bias. So, you know, th- all that aside, but just finding, you know, even if it's listening to music or doing something that's less active, so to speak, but just finding things that bring joy and passion and life and vitality into our lives. Like we really want to you want to combat any sort of virus and boost your immune system, you need more chi and more life force. And this also begins with the breath. Like it's interesting, not interesting, but no one ever teaches people how to breathe. It just happens automatically. And like really learning when you start to breathe consciously, um, you start to notice where in your body you're holding on to tension and where you're holding on to blockages and learning how to breathe through that because that tension and that um, stagnation or, or even if you're feeling numb there, that's where the disease will end up manifesting and it'll end up hardening over time. So we need to start clearing out the stale prana and the stale life force in our body in order to build a healthy immune system. And that's really the secret, I feel personally, I mean, Wim Hof would agree with me, is building a healthy immune system is your breath. And this is free for anyone. If you can't get vitamin C right now, you know, deep breathing and consistent rhythmic breathing is really healing right now and working with more breath techniques techniques. And if you, you know, even Wim Hof, like that's Tumo. And the interesting thing about Tumo. Well, he- just for the reference, like Wim Hof, um, the Wim Hof method is very popular. Is he took a Tibetan breath? Yeah, I'm gonna, ancient, yeah, okay, explain. Yeah. yeah. So he just slightly modified Tumo, which is a Tibetan tantric practice. And I'm not talking about like Neo Tantra, like I'm talking about true Tantra. And what they say is that Tantra becomes more useful the more fucked up the world is. Excuse my language, because that's like, because Tantra is based on the premise that we can use everything in the world for an object of transformation. And so the more chaos in the world, the more transformation. So I find it, you know, there's always a divine purpose why these things happen. It's interesting how Wim Hof, you know, kind of spread Tumo into the mainstream right before we have this health crisis, you know, based on the immune system. And Tumo is really great for boosting the immune system. So you can see, I or at least I see it, the, the divine has been preparing humanity for this in its own way as well. So if you can't, you know, if you want a place to start, I recommend people learning that practice. You can find free on YouTube. You don't have to take this training or whatever. It's a pretty simple practice, but looking it up and starting to work with it because what we need right now, and I know because I practice all sorts of meditation, is we need more intense breath practices. You even look at how this, you know, virus is impacting it. It's actually impacting the lungs. So, you know, we are part of the earth. Our lungs are actually also affecting the lungs of the earth. So if we start to learn how to breathe, we can kind of greaten the, the, the global capacity of our lungs right now. And so I feel this is kind of the one of the more useful tools to deal with it is intenser, intense breath work. And obviously I can't 
I'm not a physician and you're doing it at your own risk. But as far as spiritual practices during these times, I mean, we've adjusted our whole, I, well, I've adjusted our, a lot of our course because as soon as this happened, I was like, wow, we need breath work. That's what we need more than anything right now. Exactly. And there are many different breathwork, like Wim Hof, he has popularized the Tibetan, um, you know, breathwork techniques. I also work personally with a lot of what I've learned over the years uh, from the Taoist perspective, uh, tradition and Qigong, Taoist breathing techniques. And there's pranayama from a yogi. They all do more or less the same and they're very similar, but the point is conscious breathing, right? Yeah. On the basic level, it means, for example, uh, have the inhale, the exhale longer, twice as long as the inhale to detoxify, mm -hmm. to let out, right? A holding breath and all these kind of things. And the most important part, it also clears and cleanses the lung that is affected. And it cleanses the blood. And the cleanser oxygenates the blood and all of that. So, you know, because with well, the whole idea of boosting the immune system is so important in general, with or without virus, rest of taking care of your health. And it's about going back to the so-called healthcare system, which uh, doesn't exist in, 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 this, in this matrix uh, world as we know it right now because it's a disease care system because you don't make money off of healthy citizens. Yeah. So we need to move to true healthcare, which is essentially preventive medicine, mm -hmm. to live a lifestyle, a holistic lifestyle that prevents you from getting sick unnecessarily. Still, you know, at the end of the day, still at the level of, evolution we add right now no one is going to get out of this thing called life alive we talked about this before so it's also about you know not obsessively trying to extend life but living a healthy life mm -hmm. right and go ahead you want to say and yeah like and this whole meme going around by these nutritionists saying you can't boost your immune system they're conditioned by the system that has a certain fixed view on what is how you how you become healthy you know and you go to asia and with acupuncture and you know chinese medicine and especially you know these tibetan and yogic meditations it's completely different views so once again we're organizing reality around a certain sense of uh, a certain belief system if you're in the western world they organize reality based on um you know science uh, the science split off from uh the spiritual perspective so we can't, we have to look at our sources and even look at their belief system and what they subscribe to before we just follow in, fall in line. I'm sure people who listen to this podcast, you know, have pr probably pretty alternative views, but this is the thing that we need to look at is the source and what their belief system is as well. And I'm, I mean, I'm half Asian, but I also study a lot of Asian traditions and you absolutely can boost your immune system and you can boost your energy. You can boost your life force and all of this, you know, increasing vitality is how you are, you become a healthy person. And I know from personal experience as well. Yeah, essentially because you're also referring to what uh, something I saw, I thought it was actually fake, but it's real. It's from the Canadian, uh, what's it called? Dietitians.ca, a public statement, advice for public COVID-19. And they literally say, please follow the advice of public health officials. That's from Canada. Do not spread misinformation. And they say, literally, you cannot boost your immune system through diet. <laughs> no specific food uh, supplements or health a natural health product will prevent you from catching COVID-19. There are no natural health products approved to treat or protect against COVID-19. So that's highly, that's will not 
I mean, you can see it from different levels. From the matrix perspective, this is exactly what they want people to make believe so they can develop the vaccines and get people hooked yeah. on, a, you know, the whole transhumanist agenda and all of that. So there's willful ignorance. There's also this conditioning of just medical doctors who, you know, of, of just... Uh, that are not necessarily mean bad, but they just don't know any better. They're, They're highly brainwashed yeah. from the educational system, exactly, right? Yeah. And there's money involved in all of that. And 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 then from a matrix or cold matrix perspective, how these forces work through these people uh, becoming agents. But this is ridiculous to claim that you cannot boost your immune system naturally. Yeah, which right? goes against. I mean, we follow a biohacker called Ben Greenfield. Goes against everything. Like he he talks about, and then this is just also why, I mean, Marianne Woodman talked about how kind of when Black Death, the Black Death plague happened, it really split um, spirit and matter, and it and before that, medicine and spirituality were inter were were, were one thing. So you had to have an understanding of spirituality in order to be a doctor. And now what I see happening is we're trying, they're either, they're going to try and make an even greater split, but people are waking up. People are becoming more aware. If you even look at like, you know, the supplement and vitamin industry has been, has, has, has greatly increased even over the past 10 years. So I don't think people are going to actually stand for it because we also are starting to understand, you know, all of these things happen for a reason. Even yoga sweeping across the West happens for a reason. In yoga, they teach you about pranayama and how you can boost your vitality using breath. So all of these things that kind of like um, have taken over the Western world are almost, I feel they can, they can from it's almost like you're they, they entered the matrix in order to dissolve it in a way you know even wim hof in his own way is playing his own divine purpose you because know, he yeah. taught people this you know simple breathing technique that anyone can practice for free that does boost your immune system and it's proven because the yogis in tibet like i mean when you are in the himalayas you actually have to learn they learn these breathing techniques out of sheer uh necessity as yeah, well yeah. So sorry, exactly. what you gonna say? No, no, go ahead. No, 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 I'm done. Yeah. yeah so yeah, because that that's that really uh, hits the nail on the head. You know, it's about um, using boosting your immune system, and you can do it for free. I mean, on on a very common sense level, right? You can okay take vitamin C, zinc, colloidal silver, vitamin A, all these things. Obviously, yeah. want to get high quality. That's fine and good. But maybe even like now, I think I haven't looked at it because it's most of it is probably sold out everywhere. Yeah. But you know, but you still can take. The, I think we want to get that into that topic more in the second hour. You can still have the best diet, the best food, all the vitamins. If you don't take care of your emotional, psychological, yeah, and spiritual health, you still will get sick. Yeah, exactly. right. So it, you cannot depend on supplements. But there are natural ways to boost the immune system. Besides breath, like I can share. You know, like Laura and I, we have a similar. You have your own practice. I have my own practice, but it's very similar in that sense, uh, in terms of you know. A spiritual practice that also boosts your immune system, for example. Now, now I'm actually upping it as well, but I'm doing not much different than what I've always done on a consistent, almost daily basis. And that's when I get up, I do my qigong. Like qigong, qi means energy, gong means work, and doing energy work on myself to get the qi flowing, the prana, the vital force, right? It gets me already grounded, movement, meditation. And then I follow up with breath work, right? There are various breath works we both do. We always learn new things. Um, be it from the Tibetan uh, tradition, be it from yogic tradition or Taoist tradition, 
many different kinds of basic Wim Hof uh, style as well. And then also when the sun shines, I go out in the sun, my full body, like 10, 15 minutes front and back. That's the, that clears the energy, your aura. It creates natural vitamin D in your body. It detoxifies, literally kills, uh, can kill parasites and it detoxifies your blood and all of that. Don't believe the lies about the mainstream that the sun is bad for you. You want to be in the sun without sunscreen. In, you know, in doses, you know, best before that hits, before the sun hits on noon, you know, more in the morning hours, 15, 20 minutes front and back if the sun shines. And then what I also do, you know, then I follow up after breathwork, just meditation, going inside, staying grounded, do somatically clear, you know, feeling into my body, my emotional self, all of that, working with prayer, connecting, like you said, to the divine, the mental forces, bringing them in and um, asking for guidance and you know, praying for alignment and also most importantly, getting out of my head. And then I follow up that also ties into Wim Hof uh, stuff, which I've also done for many years, a cold freaking shower. <laughs> That's, I mean, that boosts your immune system. It detoxifies your blood, your whole lymphatic system, a cold shower just, and, and especially like cold, hot, cold, meaning you start cold and literally stay in it for a few minutes. And it's, it's just a psychological exercise because you may freeze, but if you stay with it, your body will adjust. It creates a positive stress response, which is actually what boosts the immune system. Yeah, yeah. exactly. From a physiological level. And then you add up with heat, so to get the blood flow going, and you end with cold again. Which is, again, this is a formula that Wim Hof you know, recommends, is doing the breath work in the cold shower, because we want to create these positive stress responses. And what happens is we create a positive stress response, we kind of work through the pathological reptilian brain. So the reptilian brain is highly active globally right now. It's keeping people locked into fear. But when we confront our fears by creating a positive relationship with this reptilian brain, what we start to see is the illusion of this, of this, of this um, part of our brain. So what we've been working with lately is breath holds. So it's called mm -hmm. hypoxia, which is ironically what people apparently are dying of, uh, as a result of this coronavirus. So we're intentionally holding the breath. And what it does is it, create it, the reptilian brain gets activated on purpose and you learn to work with that. Mm -hmm. So you'll notice it'll freak out when you hold your breath for about 30, 45 seconds, depending on how uh, what your lung capacity is. They're part of you. They'll be like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then once you break through that, you experience a sense of peace after. And especially the key is, I think, holding your breath when you have zero air in your lungs. Yeah, like you on, can on do... An, in, in, exhale, deep exhale. Yeah, That's you can do either. They both have different effects. Mm -hmm. So if you do it on the inhale, it's going to hold the energy more in your head. And then exhale, it's going to ho hold it more down. And, and they both have different effects. But yeah, anyway, bringing it back to like what we we're suggesting. So really the breath work and the, the cold shower is the thing that the health nutritionists are telling you uh, don't boost your immune system, those totally boost your immune system. And you can go and I'm sure many people have been studying Wim Hof since he started. This is a Tibetan practice. And this is also very good for these times, which is what 
the yogis have said. And then also fasting. Like this is a really huge thing. You and I follow, I mean, I I know that I'm in ketosis because I test myself, but we are in ketosis most of the time. So we don't run off of sugar anymore. We run off of body fat. And a lot of uh, paleo people are really into intermittent fasting as well. And, you know, we need to start thinking more like these hunter gatherers because if you can't, uh, I think it's almost like we need to kind of prepare ourselves for these food crises that are just going to be happening. Like we live in the Western world. If we're, we're fairly privileged, I guess you could say we probably won't be hit hard by it, but there's going to be people who are going to be affected by it and learning how to fast, you know, and the easier way to fast is to not be running off of, um, carbohydrates and instead running off of fat, I feel is a really good way to not only boost your immune system, but to also get into this kind of warrior mode, you know, like there's something, there's some, you you develop a really sense of resilience when you realize when you aren't controlled by food, you know, and I know a lot of people are probably eating more than usual because they're indoors as well. But if you can, and you also don't have like a history of like eating disorders, because then you can kind of get into disordered patterns with that. But try fasting for like 14 to 18 hours a day or even longer. And you're going to also create a sense of vitality because what happens is at a certain point in time, you know, you start, uh, what is it called? That that mechanism where where the cells, the... the uh, of uh, fudgy, fudgy <laughs> something, forgot. Uh, anyway, after like yeah. 32 or 24 to 32 hours or something, like your your unhealthy cells start eating themselves. I forget what it's called, but... Autophagy. Autophagy, yeah, Fudgy. exactly. So fasting and a keto diet, breath work and cold showers. If you don't have any money to spend on like, you know, vitamins, or you can't get vitamins or good food. Everyone can afford to do that. So... That would be my own personal recommendation for yeah. people. And I know that's hard. And by the way, if you want to get into ketosis, I mean, there's so many different literature out there around it. It's also really important to fast for a period before you get into it. And then once you fast for like 24 or 36 hours, then you will end up being in ketosis and then it's easier to keep your yeah, sugar low. If, if you're still like very, you know, that is carb heavy, you're addicted to carbs, sugar, it might be harder, you yeah. know, or your parasites might still be feeding off, you know, the, the hunger you experience is actually not your hunger. You're never really truly starving. It's just being addicted to carbs or sugar. Yeah. And like you said, like, you know, you, Laura and I, we have intermittent fasting basically every day on the basic level. It means skip breakfast. We have our last meal at 7 p.m. and then don't eat until the next day. 1 or 2 p.m. So we fast every day for between like maybe 16, sometimes 18 hours, sometimes even 20. And we literally eat maybe one, maximum two meals a day. Yeah. And if so you, you run, can save literally food. Yeah. And also like, and this is why it's easy. It's way easier to do intermittent fasting um, when you're running off of fat, because at any point in time, you have way more calories in of fat in your body than you have sugar. So that's why you get like, we always like, if you're eating uh, primarily like a carb-based diet, you what you create is these like sugar crashes and then you yeah. need more sugar. But when you switch, which is being in ketosis is to running off of fat, you, this is how hunter gatherers survived by the way, is because they always had an enough amount of fat and your brain gets sharper, you get more vitality. Like it's just, 
it's really like I, ever since I switched to it, I think I experimented it before in like 2012. And then I rewent when we first, uh, when we met, actually, I started getting back into it and it just, it's like life changing. You don't really understand the capacity that your brain can function yeah. until you learn how to live off of fat, I feel. Yeah. So we're talking fat best, fat based, good fats, yeah. saturated fats. Yeah, no, like sunflower oil is really not it's toxic any vegetable oil is 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 bad yeah well avocado oil is good yeah, olive oil but like sunflower even, seed oil and is really the yeah, the, the, the main worst. thing and and, it's, and what's the other one it's a neurotoxin actually yeah what's the other one what they all put you have to when you read food labels colonna colonna C- canola oil canola yeah, oil. yeah 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 so you yeah. what you want to do is you want to have like um extra virgin olive oil or cold pressed extra virgin Coconut oil. Coconut oil as well. So these are the main ones and we cook with. And we are more paleo. I mean, that's we don't want to get into you know into a debate of like paleo versus vegan, whatever. Like, but we you know bacon, like bacon fat is perfect yeah, animal, saturated fat, animal animal fat, fat in general, and like yeah. organ meats. And I know that. Um, You know, I had, and also, by the way, just one more thing with Uranus and Taurus energy is we need to start thinking more local. So even you and I are going to have to set this up sometime in the future, but like literally finding a farm that you can go to and get your vegetables and your meat from, like this is Taurus thinking, like getting your eggs directly from the farmer. Like this is the way, this is the, this is the wave of the future that it's, it's almost a blessing in disguise. Cause right now we go to the grocery store. Like the problem is, is that we don't have a food shortage right now. We haven't issue actually getting food to the grocery stores because in order for food to get from the farmer to you um it has to take several steps so i feel like all of that is going to be obliterated basically like we're going to see we're going to see the apocalypse of retail you know and the way that we can kind of move instead of them trying to create one store where we get food from and one store where we get um, you know, parts for our home from, we need to start thinking more local and like going straight to the source and going straight to the farmer. I think yeah. that's the way that we can kind of combat this like globalist agenda where they want to just make Amazon be- give us everything. Cause that's what the direction they're trying to move in. I feel. Yeah. And also for the record, we're not telling people what they should or shouldn't be eating. So that's just we sharing our, yeah, we're know, because just... it can be a trigger topic, <laughs> as we know, for certain people who are very uh, emotionally identified with their diet mm-hmm, or have some, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's moral superiority around it. Let's not get into that right now. We're just from basic, um, you know, uh, practicality right now as well. Yeah. And yeah. also I like to just, uh, I like uh, going back to what you mentioned between carbs and fat. I like the analogy when you heavily eat a lot of carbs and sugar and all of that, it, you get the food crush, the coma and have to eat again. It's similar. Like I like the analogy of like you're putting hay into the fire and it burns quickly and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. And if you have mm-hmm. your whole fuel system based on fat, it's like putting a big log into fire. It gives you sustained energy. You're not that hungry anymore. So. Yeah. Fat and protein. And, and I it's get- very, on another note, fat is very important nutrient for the brain, for yes. your mental health yeah. and the gut. Very yeah. important. Yeah, I actually noticed a difference in my own writing and my own uh, ability to um, when my reading comprehension went up when I switched to fat to eating more mm-hmm. fat. And I can also notice when I get kicked out of ketosis because I get these like hunger. It's actually an addictive hunger um, pang that comes up when I when I'm out of ketosis and I'm running more on sugar. So sugar is and sugar just in everything, not just in um, you know white sugar. 
uh, is in, you know, carbs and whatnot. So when we're running off of sugar, we get hungrier faster. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, should we wrap yeah, it up? And so I can talk about what we're going to get in the second hour. Yeah. So we wrap this up for the, what will we talk in the second hour? Definitely get more into, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to get more into anger and rage and how to deal with it and process it. Um, how to work with triggers, um, also these uh, positive and negative projections that are going on right now. Um, we also really want to get into this Pluto and Saturn energy and the themes we're working about. And from an evolutionary astrology perspective, we're going to start giving people some tips on like what to look at in your astrology chart, where you can evolve right now, where is your probably greatest source of tension right now. Um, and also I really want to get into this concept of anti, the anti-fragile, which is like mm. the highest manifestation of Saturn energy. So we need to become beyond resilient right now. We need to become anti-fragile and we'll explain a little bit what that means. And also, you know, just learning how to work with these celestial energies that are impacting us right now for our greater evolution. Yeah, and then yeah, so talk a little bit maybe what uh, we mentioned in the first hour a bit about what it truly means to hold the tension between opposites. And also talk about a little what we've gotten lately also into Marion Woodman's work, which is really fascinating. We can give you guys some uh, links, also suggestions to to check out her work that ties into all of that. And again, if you're not already a member for the second hour, and also you will have access to the forum if you sign up, you can go to my website, veilofreality.com, veilofreality.com, and sign up to the membership. And um, and if you are listening to this um, and it isn't yet Saturday, the 11th, there's still time to sign up for our course, which is going to be going into shadow work, trauma, and occult forces. I'm going to be teaching some somatic meditations as well as some really powerful pranayams. We're also going to be processing anger. And I really feel it's important right now, you know, the social isolation that they're trying to create, it's going to create a trauma response. So we need to start gathering together and building pockets of light. Yeah. And when we do spiritual practices together, that really creates a force field. So yeah, and you can find more information about the course on my website as well, veilofreality.com. I also, in the course, I'll be teaching online like a whole Qigong sequence and we go much deeper into shadow work, trauma work and all this, this where we can use it. And also we're going to get into um, creating joy, you know, consciously, not in terms of spiritual bypass, but really anchoring the higher frequency of the divine as well, which is very, very important to bring in the light yeah. in this day and age. In an embodied way. And that's why I think it's, just as important, we do somatic work. And then also this, the breath, the breath is like, that's the higher consciousness. Yeah. So if we do somatic work and breath work, like we can really become these frequency anchors right now. And really we need some warriors out there who are able to hold these kind of, what they need to be is the point of consciousness that the entire world or their circle revolves around rather than being impacted by the external. Exactly. And with that being said, see you guys in the second hour. <laughs>